Welcome to the Legacy and Faith Show featuring estate and tax attorney Paul Grant. The Legacy and Faith Show is about the journey of discovering how to create plans that protect wealth and family values for generations. And now the host of the Legacy and Faith Show, Paul Grant. Along with co-host Mark Holland, Legacy and Faith Show with estate and tax planning attorney Paul Grant once again this week. Hello there, Mr. Grant. Hi, Mark. Hey, got you into a subject that is near and dear to your heart. Of course, everything we talk about in the show is, but particularly the ideas around the settlement process, how to close an estate, and we're going through common questions there. We only got into question number one last time, what do I do first? Right. And, well, the first thing you wanted to remind everybody was is just have an estate to begin with. Yeah, do with. a plan. <laughs> and so um, it, it's really difficult because uh, it, where we really got was the very first thing that we're going to do when somebody passes away is the fa- the first instructions is, we'll find out if they had anything. Right. And so communicating with your family where you put your plan, how to find the original documents. We need originals. It's really, really difficult to have multiple copies out in everyone's hands and, instead of knowing exactly who has the original, exactly where it's at. Be careful of putting it in safety deposit boxes without someone having access to a safety right. deposit box. Right. Um, we would have to go and get a court order just to open up the safety deposit box if you're the only one on the safety deposit box. And so, yes, safeguarding that original will is a very important step, and I agree with it. But if you're going to use a safety deposit box, then you got to have someone else who has um, accessibility to that. Otherwise, if you pass away, like I said, we have to go get a court order just to get to the original. Mm. And that's going to add complication. It's going to add expense, um, and it's just not fun. So number one is know where the original documents are and let your family know, which then assumes that you have documents, which is kind of where we left off with our last show. And half people don't. That's right. Unfortunately, uh, 48% don't. We're proceeding then mostly with people who have a plan then. Is that kind of what you're wanting to try and address? Are you going to continue to give both options? Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk in in kind of dualism. Um, And so, because no matter how much I am asking people to do a plan, it's a great idea. Um, unfortunately, there are many people who don't think that they need a plan, but everyone needs a plan. It doesn't matter if you have um, very few assets and you only have $10,000 to your name. Uh, you still need power of attorneys. We need health care documents, financial power of documents, end-of-life documents. An estate plan is far more than just you dying. It's about taking care of you when you're alive. So, um, there's multiple reasons of having an estate plan. Now, ultimately, when you do pass away, there are assets that would need to be divided and we need to know how to do that. So that's where the estate planning documents come into play and th- that's what we're talking about. So we need an original will, an original trust. And then if you don't have any plan, we'll try to create a dualism of what happens if you have some documents, what happens okay. when you don't. Okay. So now we started this discussion last week with what are some of the first steps? So number one is we need to know Who's in charge? And that's why we need the original document, because that'll give us some insight of what to do and who to lean upon um, with the original documents. Now, let's take a more practical approach to that question just for a couple of minutes. So we have a list of things to do when someone passes away. So if we got a phone call and said, Paul, 
a family member just died. What do we do first? Because that's the first thing out of the gate is what do we do? Well, we actually send a list of things to do and not to do. So I want to take a couple okay. minutes and actually go through this All list. Right. As a matter of fact, I want to make an offer to listeners, which is um, if you go to our website and you email us, okay, um, and ask us to send you the list of the things to do and the things not to do, okay, okay. then we will email you this list of things so you can put it with your estate plan and you can then have it as a first page almost of your will or your trust to give your family greater guidance should you pass away. So head over to LegacyInFaith.com and hit the communication button. And this list that I'm going to give you right now, we will be glad to send to you uh, no obligation Free of charge. We always like that, right? Okay, yeah. So free, which means that you don't pay anything, correct? Right. Uh, the, the only thing you, you're going to pay is to go to the website and click on a button. So let's take a look at some of the common concerns and what do I do first? So number one is give us a call. So it helps the law firm be ahead of family members doing things. So when the, the, the most common reaction when somebody dies is to be busy. And it's probably one of the most harmful things is to start being busy. Okay. So, so, busy um, bodies. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's a little bit of an emotional self-defense is that, mm-hmm. well, if I do something, it'll help um, uh, mitigate and give me a moment so I don't have to deal with some of the emotions that I'm dealing with. It's it's a difficult time in life to lose somebody that we love, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a parent, whether it's a sibling, other family members. And so what I've recognized is that people get busy and they start calling people. Boy, they call the bank, they call financial advisors, they they and they start putting into motion the process of informing people that so-and-so passed away. It actually becomes one of the more harmful things that you can do Hmm. because accounts will start to immediately get locked down and it lets, and it it kind of uh, takes the power and control away from the law firm and guiding you in what are the best steps to accomplish first. So actually having us and your family be the first phone calls is really the best process. That allows us to assess the circumstance of what we need to do, finding that original documentation, and being able to speak into your life very quickly with um, with what we need to do immediately versus what we don't need to do. So number one, call the law firm. Number two, get those original documents. So in other words, find those original documents, have your pulse on where they're at. So this should then also be communicated to your family is, um, is where are your original documents so that we can find them very quickly. Um, what about if there are no documents and who are they calling then? Yeah. And so number they, one, they know that the family member did not have a will or a trust. Yeah then give us a call because we're going to have to assess what are the first steps to actually get a power and authority around someone so that we can begin 
the process of gathering the information we need. See, here's the difficulty. If I die, then I can't sign my name anymore. It's very difficult, right? right? So <laughs> therefore, um, if I have something in my personal name, then I can no longer access that. So uh, here's a clear example. Has any listener attempted to communicate with a utility company? So I'll name some of the unfortunate big boys, Comcast, um, even electric companies, even water bills, um, garbage, um, all of – so – all the utility systems. You think they that would just want to get. They, you would think they just want to get paid, but a lot of them say, "No, you're not so and so, so we're not going to let you do anything with this account." That's exactly correct. So, so if um, I made a mistake when I first moved back to to Washington after law school, and I only put my name on the Comcast bill, and my wife, so then um, something went wrong with it. Shocker, and <laughs> um, and my wife called. They won't talk to my right, wife right. because her name wasn't on it. Right. So I had to find a time in my schedule to call Comcast, put her on as an authorized user. I'm alive. So what happened if I had died and we were in that scenario? So this is the problem. We need someone who is in authority that has proper documentation with the authority of the estate so that we can conduct business for the one who has passed away. So that's what we're trying to assess. And whether um, whether it's a will, a trust, or whether it's no plan, that's one of the first things that we're trying to do. That's why we need the documents right away. That's why we need the original documents. Or we need Or we need to assess that there are no documents. So that tells us which road to take based upon those things. So in that, we're, that's what we're trying to do. Call the law office. Let us help you through the process. Um, unfortunately, who you contact after death is really critical and can actually harm and slow down the process if you don't allow us to help you and guide you through those initial steps. Now, the next thing is after we understand who's in charge, our first and primary consideration is the family. It is really, really difficult to get this and to communicate this to the family after someone has passed away. And here, I want you to hear me very clearly. There is nothing so immediate in the first couple of weeks after somebody has died other than just taking care of the family. I I can almost think of no scenario that has caused a harm in the first two weeks um, that... Uh, after someone has passed away, that we have to address out of the gate as a law firm other than finding out who's in charge and trying to help them to slow down the process. Mm. That is actually the most important thing. Slow down the process. Don't do things. Don't become a busybody. And just turn your attention to your family. There are uh, memorial services There are family gatherings. There are things of just being as a unit and as a family group that need to take place that are the highest priority other than trying to think of the estate. So number one is don't be a busybody. And number two, slow down the process and think about the family. Now, here are a couple other practical things that we would want to do. Number one is we want to secure any pets Make sure that they're well taken care of and also secure the home. 
So specifically, if it's um, a single individual, uh, we need to make sure that one way or another that the home is secure and that um, that people are not going to have access to the yes. home unnecessarily. So secure the home. Make sure pets are well taken care of. Um, and I am not a huge pet person, so I don't have pets. Um, but for those of you who do have pets, I know that it is a high consideration to make sure that your pets are taken care of. And I have watched pets. I have met pets after they lose an owner, and they they know that something is different. Hmm. And it, it, it it's amazing. Hmm. They, they are emotional creatures, and they are attached to their owner, and they do have... Um, uh, this sense of loss, and they do have, uh, they know that something even is very cats? different. Yeah, yeah, even, I know, yes, it is, <laughs> but it's hard to believe, but even cats. And so secure the pets and make sure that they're taken care of, and secure the home, make sure that it is locked, make sure windows are closed. If there's security systems, set them, um, and, and know who has keys. If neighbors have had keys, if, if multiple family members have had keys, um, you may want to quickly change the locks just because, um, man, I can't tell you. It is one of the saddest things that people start raiding a home. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is phenomenal. I know mom wanted me to have this. Or... That's right. And all of a sudden, everything starts flying out the door. No, stop. Stop being busybody. Don't do anything with the stuff. Give us a few weeks to get through the memorials, to get through the family time, and then we'll deal with it. Um, and so one last thing, and then we'll head into break, which is sometimes we need to meet with the family as quick as possible because family members all don't live in, in the Seattle, um, Tacoma, Everett area. There are people who fly in out of town, and they want to be a part of the process, mm-hmm. and they want to meet the, the firm. So we may need to have a very quick family meeting during this first week. So that's another reason to call us right out of the gate so that we can then arrange our schedule to meet with the family and make it a priority. So give us a so just a quick review. Call us, find original documents, uh, resist the temptation to start calling people other than than family members, and um, and then secure pets. Make sure they're well taken care of, and make sure that the home is secured and locked. And so those are some of the first to dos. Now on the return from break, we'll talk about the things not to do. Okay, the settlement process this week, common questions that uh, Paul and his firm deal with all the time with their their customers. If you would like to be a customer, you need help, you've uh, recently lost a loved one and you found out uh, maybe there was no estate and you need advice, you need help, Paul can help in just about any situation. How do people get in touch with you, Paul? Yeah, head over to LegacyInFaith.com and if you would like this list that I'm going through of the things to do and the things not to do, head over to LegacyInFaith.com. Click on the Communicate button. There's also past podcasts and um, upcoming educational sessions that you can register for as well. Back with more of the Legacy and Faith Show with estate and tax planning attorney Paul Grant here in just a moment. 
Hi, this is Paul Grant with the Legacy and Faith Show. Hosea 4.6 says my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. God's people need to be fully prepared in managing their finances and ensuring that their wealth is properly transferred. It is our passion to bring this knowledge to the body of Christ. If your church would benefit from having a financial and estate session that is biblically based, then I encourage you to reach out to us so that we can help design and implement a specific and strategic session for your church. Or if you are interested in estate planning services, then I likewise encourage you to reach out to us. You can go to LegacyInFaith.com and receive all the information you need. Again, go to LegacyInFaith.com. Your photos, slides, scrapbooks, and home movies are invaluable and irreplaceable. Barry Kenny here with The Bear Services. Call us to save them as digital files to be stored electronically and shared liberally. We will even come to you so they stay in your possession. Go to thebearservices.com for more information. That's thebearservices.com. We now return to the Legacy and Faith Show, featuring estate and tax attorney Paul Grant, and continue today's practical discussion to apply biblical principles for kingdom purposes. Along with co-host Mark Holland, Legacy and Faith Show this week, looking at the settlement process and kind of a doing. Well, I had some do things there before the break, and now into the some things you don't want to do at first. Right. So we're going through a list, and my offer to listeners today is head over to our website, LegacyAndFaith.com. Click on the Communicate button. There will be an email opportunity, and you can request this list. I really encourage you to reach out to us. We'll be glad to email it back to you. And it's a list that you can put with your will or with your trust if you're not a client of ours just to begin um, to educate your family so that when something happens, they can find the original document quickly, communicate with them. Um, this also implies that you have an estate plan, but we want to get this list to you. So head over to LegacyInFaith.com, and we'll be glad to get you that list of the do's and the don'ts out of the gate here of the common concerns. So we went over some of the do's as we entered into break, so let's talk about some of the Let's not do this. And I've alluded to several of them by the do's. Um, And so some of the first do nots is um, is don't communicate or close financial accounts. So bank accounts, investment accounts, um, IRAs, work um, accounts. Don't even talk to them. Well, you know, yeah, it it, not at first in, in my experience. As the attorney, when clients want to um, have us assist them, there's a very specific process we want to take them through. And so communicating with banks and financial institutions right away, what will happen is that they will lock the account down and it becomes a more difficult drill in um, in getting them to reopen the account because we don't even know who's in charge of the account yet. And so we don't have the proper paperwork. Really what we're trying to accomplish is get the individual who is supposed to be in charge of the estate empowered, then simultaneously take that information to the bank and to the financial institution so that they can transfer the account and have everything lined up with the proper authority instead of having it locked down. So it's harder in my experience that the account gets locked down than it is to first prepare the estate with the proper authority and address 
the institution with everything that is properly ordered. So that's why I encourage people to not communicate with banks and with financial institutions. It's not so that we can keep the account open. It's not so that people can use it. As a matter of fact, don't use the account. It's not yours. So I am not encouraging anyone to use an account that remains open. It's just that we want to set the process up so we have the proper information and we can get to the institution and demonstrate this is how that this is who is in charge so now this is what we want to do with the account all in one fail swoop instead of taking it in different let me chunks. ask uh, the immediate issue and the immediate need for some kind of uh, financial output uh, might be the funeral you know yeah. funerals cost 10 15 yeah, 20, it's very difficult. What if there was no communication on how to handle that and who pays for it and right. what's going on there? What are yeah. some do's and don'ts there? Yeah, uh, very good question and actually one of the hardest questions. And and I, I will tell you, even as an estate planner, it's one of the areas that uh, that is difficult for me. So I'm not so sure that I have really great answers for that, to be honest. Um, some people set aside an account that will be used only for that. Um, there's there's considerations in doing that, but but having some cash available can be a good thing. Typically, what is happening is someone in the family is utilizing their credit at the beginning. Mm. So so get ready for that. Yeah. So so yeah. so someone has to pay for it. Um, a lot of times, finding the right funeral director and funeral home to say. We're working with an attorney. We we've got to get A A and B aligned. Um, here here we we know that the estate has money. Will you work with us? Um, and oftentimes, if I call a funeral director to tell them, yes, there's money in the estate. Yes, we we have been hired to work with with the family. And yes, you will get paid. A lot of times, they will give us a lot of deference. Okay, and so they'll they'll give us some flexibility in working with the family because not. I mean, look, we, we understand. Um, not all children have a credit card that they can lay down. And, right, and work, and, right. and not all yeah, family a sudden members. Ten thousand dollar bill or five thousand. That's right. It, you it, know, it's not doable. Not, for not, not mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That is very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. And we want to do, and they want to have the service, and they want to do things. And so I understand that there's a huge difficulty financially to say, well, f- someone in the family just has to pony it up. Well, that sometimes is completely impractical. Um, and so. Uh, so you've kind of hit on one of the areas that, that you know, I'm just being completely honest. I, I know that's really difficult to accept from an attorney, that, but I'm being completely honest. Um, but I am. Um, by the way, that's an attorney joke, and please, you know, it's, it's just a joke. The attorneys are very honest, and they're immeasurably good and intelligent colleagues. So that was just a joke, people, uh, that it's one of the areas that really is difficult to bridge in what, how do we come up with the finances? So some people have prepared. Some people have already paid for right. services. Already bought their plot. That's exactly right. correct. Mm-hmm. So here's again, mm-hmm. being prepared. Mm-hmm. Have you planned for this event? Because it's not an if. You will die. I'm sorry to tell you bad news. Um, so this is going to happen to each of us, unless Jesus comes back and just takes us away. But then again, 
you know, we, other family members are probably still here in dealing with the scenario. So, um, so plan, plan your estate, think through planning your funeral. Um, there's a lot of good organizations out there that can take that step. That is the best way. Having some cash available, having people know where it's at to, to be used for the circumstances. Otherwise, family has to pony it up. Otherwise, um, they got to hire us and we can communicate and fill in the gap. So those are some of the, um, the thought processes on having available cash. Okay. So now we got off on that because I was talking about um, people want to get um, working. They want to start being busy. So they start communicating with financial advisors, they start communicating with bankers, they start communicating with work and all these individuals. And in my experience, that can slow the process down. It's not overcomable, so it, it's, it's okay mm-hmm. if, if you've made the mistake, but we want to make sure that things are set up so we can go to the institutions with the proper information out of the gate. Okay. Now, um, uh, don't be... Uh, endorsing checks with the decedent's name if you're not empowered yet. So again, mm. everything is about who's in control, where are the original documents. We got to get people empowered. Um, here's a big one. Don't drive the decedent's car. Mm. Insurance is for the one who just passed away. It's not for your, your, your family member who's coming in from out of town. That's why you have Avis and Hertz and other people rent a car. It, it is a potential liability. So he, here you're emotional. You're not thinking straight. Um, uh, and you're using someone else's car. And all of a sudden, that's when an accident happens. Mm. It's a potential liability mm. to the estate. So don't. Drive the car. Don't take household items out of the house. Right. Um, uh, don't pay bills. You may really? not be required okay. to pay them. So mm. don't start paying all the bills. Um, and don't use your own money for the bills. This It's not your personal de- um, bill. Don't use a decedent's credit card. So in other words, anything financial of the decedent, don't use. So these are some practical do's and don'ts. We have this list. If you head over to our website, LegacyInFaith.com, there's past podcasts, there's informational um, things on our um, on our website. And if you communicate with us and ask about this do's and don'ts um, list, the common concerns, we'll email it back to you. So head over to our website, LegacyInFaith.com. Legacy and Faith show this week, looking at the settlement process. I can tell we're going to do probably a few more shows on this subject as we continue. And if uh, people, again, are needing help also maybe with just their estate or tax planning needs, how do they get in touch with you, Paul? Head over to LegacyandFaith.com. LegacyandFaith.com. Always great stuff. Legacy and Faith show with estate and tax planning attorney Paul Grant here on KCIS. Thank you for joining us for the Legacy and Faith Show. You can find more information about the show and Paul Grant at LegacyandFaith.com. Join us next week at the same time as we learn to build God's kingdom and continue our journey on how to protect wealth and family values for generations. All discussions on the Legacy and Faith Show are intended to be about general legal issues. If a situation applies to you, then we encourage you to seek specific legal advice. Please do not rely upon any discussions from this program in place of having a personal relationship with your attorney. Any listener question that may have been answered also does not constitute legal advice and does not establish a client-attorney relationship.